All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Not the Experts. That's uh, that's us. I'm Dave. Evan is here. Say hello, Evan. Hello, Evan. I, I like to have you say that just so I know you're still there. <laughs> if you haven't figured out, we do this podcast. We're not in the same room. Uh, we're actually, you know, on a call. So um, because we don't live in the same place, but we just know that we have to do this together and be not experts together. Are you still there or did I lose yeah, I'm you? Still there. No, no, I'm here. <laughs> I was just letting uh, you go. You seem, <laughs> uh, you see slow, slow on the uptake today. <laughs> so what we have here, excuse me, as I adjust my chair, uh, KU made the final four rock chalk. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was wonderful. We should wrap up their kind of path there since we, um, since that's what we do here, they beat Providence in a game that was ugly-ish. Ugly-ish is that a good way to? Is that a good way to put it? Uh, yeah, a lot of defense, not a lot of offense. Remy really carried the day in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, if it wasn't for Remy in that, I believe the first half especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, KU might have lost that game. He was yeah. pretty. He was pretty key. We had really no uh, no kind of answer for their three point bombing early, and then um, yeah, then it kind of went away, which it does. Yeah, they ended up it, shooting four for twenty three from three point land. By the way, if you're wondering, that's seventeen percent, thirty three percent from the field overall. Uh, Ku shot thirty nine percent from the field and fourteen percent from three. And I think when KU's not hitting from three-point range, that's the kind of game you're going to see. Mm-hmm. The kind of game where they have to grade it out at the end. Um, against the team, that's pretty good. Providence is a pretty good team. Yeah. We did have 11 blocks in that game. <laughs> yeah, they were the, – the rest were really letting them play. They weren't calling it anything in the first half. Yeah, and normally I would say, normally I'd say that favors us. That's probably yeah. a good reason uh, when we turned up the defensive intensity. Uh, that's, you know, and we came out of the gate blocking a bunch of shots, which, you know, some of those might've been called fouls with certain officiating crews. Right. Uh, so thankful we got um, a crew in that game that let them play a little bit. Um, it doesn't always result in something that's pretty to watch, but we got the win. That's all that matters. Right. Yeah. And they, then, uh, because what? KU was up, KU was up like nine, half nine going into halftime. And it felt like it should have been a lot more just because. Uh, like Providence only scored 17 in the first half mm. <clears throat> and KU only scored 26, which is probably their lowest half. I think um, scoring wise. Yeah. So, yeah. They scored 17 and uh, 44 in the second half Providence yeah. scored. Yeah. Which uh, that was, that was not fun to watch. No. And a little nerve wracking. The, the house got going in their favor. Like there was a, mm, a, yeah. a definitely pro Providence vibe going yeah. on in the, in the United center at that time. And uh, luckily uh, KU came out on top, although not luckily, I mean, they won it. It's it, they've had wins like that this year. That's the good thing about uh, KU this year is especially going into this weekend, those gritty close games, they just have a knack for those. Mm-hmm. Uh, KU has a tendency to win those, especially this year, and that's that bodes well. Maybe not so much in the Final Four game, but in a possible national championship game, 
that'll probably be a close game depending yeah. on, you know, whichever one you get. Uh, they might need that grittiness. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was one of the things that like Providence was known for was winning close games. <clears throat> so when they, <clears throat> when they, uh, they took the lead by one at some point in the second half. And, and I texted you that I, I, I told you it was fun. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought the season was over because all Providence had all the momentum. Um, and then I think, cause you, I think Jalen got an and one to, for KU to go back on top. And then I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> uh, calm down a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and, and, and honestly, it, yeah, boy, you just win. We said this uh, in a previous pod, but you're going to win one or two of those games. Mm-hmm. Any national champion will win one or two games like that that are just super close for comfort. I can't remember who it was. Was it last year? Did Baylor win on a buzzer beater in one of the first couple rounds last year? I can't uh, remember maybe. if it was Baylor, if it was the year before. No, 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 no. It was, uh, it, was, um, it was Gonzaga beat UCLA in the Final Four on a buzzer beater. In yeah, overtime, one of the national champions in the last couple years, they won the national championship. But like in the first or second round, they won a game on on at the buzzer against oh. someone maybe they shouldn't have lost to. You know? Oh, I, yeah. I don't. My know. point being is that you're usually when you win six games of that caliber, one or two of those games are going to be like that. They're going to be mm-hmm. the close. You got to grit it out and pull one out. Uh, that just speaks to the nature of the tournament, too, that, that there's a lot of um, fortunate, you know, there's a lot of luck at play. There's a lot of things at play. Uh, you just need to get the shots to fall at the right time, and you, you mm-hmm. maybe win a game you shouldn't have. That's just part right. of it. Yeah. And that Providence maybe might have been that game for KU because, boy, did they not play well. Mm-mm. Not well at all. And it looked like it was going to continue into the Miami game. Uh, because the first half was rough <laughs> against yeah. Miami. The first half. Going to be honest, I thought they had us in the first half. Me. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> it, here's okay. So the whole purpose, <laughs> the whole reason this podcast exists is because of KU Twitter. And boy, their reactionary <laughs> the vibes were on display. Because at halftime of this game, you'd have thought, it was over. And part of the reason is, is they forget that Bill Self is Bill Self. This is part of the ongoing problem of KU Twitter is they forget that Bill Self is Bill Self. Mm-hmm. And we came out of that locker room. I think I tweeted this, by the way, on our account. I said, we came out of that locker room somewhere. I said, there's been a lot of Bill Self slander. On, the, on this app for the last few months. The team was down by six playing scared ball with no momentum at halftime. None. Absolutely mm-hmm. zilch. And they came out of the locker room like they all snorted pixie sticks at halftime. Yeah. And I said, give Bill Self his flowers, you hacks. <laughs> because honestly, that was a complete shifting of momentum. It started as soon as the second half started. And that is only when you when someone's lit a fire under their mm-hmm. players. Like that was just impressive to see just, and it started with their defense. They really came out and hounded Miami in the second yeah. half. I mean, it was a completely different team. Yeah. 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 They switched like McGusty was McGusty for the hurricanes was um, just lighting up Jalen Wilson in the first half. Like every, he was shooting right over the top of him every time. And then the second half um, they put Harris on 
Magusti and held him to, I think, just four points in the second half. So, yeah, um, part of that, like not to take any credit away from Harris, because what he did was great. But I told you this, I, you yeah. texted me something about Magusti and mm-hmm. I told you it was like, yeah, but he's he's putting all these shots up off the dribble. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is it's not working through their offense. He was taking like a dribble step one way or the other way and then pulling up, mm-hmm. which is frankly, if someone's hitting, it's hard to defend. But yeah. most often you won't be able to hit that consistently like he was hitting it for a, an entire game. Yeah. And I, I think I texted you something back. It's like, I don't think he's going to keep hitting. Right. Uh, he's going to keep shooting them. But you saw in the second half the trouble that puts your puts your offense in. Because all of a sudden yeah. you're taking shots early in the shot clock, which is a difficult shot. And when you're making them, it's all good. But then when you're not, you're kind of burying your team. And that's kind of what happened. Like, I think right. the a great player, but at some point their coach needed to rein him in and say, Hey, we need to get shots to the offense. Not, right. you know, you taking a couple dribbles and then pulling up. And uh, again, the reactionary part of, you know, KU fans, it's like, how are we going to stop that guy? And it's like, just relax. He's going to stop himself. Yeah. Those were not great shots. <laughs> mm. And if, and I told you, if someone hits those for the whole game, that's how they win. Then you shake his hand. You say, good game. Because I don't think Jalen Wilson played poor defense. I think actually he was in great defense position. Most yeah. Of the yeah, time. yeah. Had a hand in his face. Oh yeah. I agree. It's just a really difficult shot to yeah. consistently keep hitting unless you're Michael Jordan. <laughs> and McGusty's good, but he ain't that good. Right. Um, coupled with that, that the, the KU I, I just, you can't say enough about how they came out of the locker room at halftime. Yeah. And David McCormick, especially, I, I wish we could get that David McCormick every game. <laughs> yeah. He's a senior now. So like, it's not fair for us to be like, Hey, can you do that? Cause we know that's not who he's consistently going to be. But I'll take him in moments, and if you can give me some of those moments in the Final Four, you're going to be looking at a national championship. Mm. That's the completion. This team, to be complete, when they have McCormick just playing with a lot of energy, because I think the the dig on him is he just gets psyched out sometimes. Right. Which, you know, I'm not going to sit here and bag on the guy. I've talked plenty about how these are all, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds. Unless you're, you know, unless you're Mitch Lightfoot, then you're 30. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you're you're middle-aged. But the rest of them are, they're such young guys. And I'm not going to sit here and bag on them because they can't retain focus all the time. Like, these aren't mm-hmm. professionals. You're, we're not paying them to, to, you know, like a professional. I understand they're right. getting a scholarship, but they're still young people mm-hmm. dealing with all the things young people deal with. And then this on top of it. It's a high pressure cooker situation. So right. David McCormick just isn't that guy all the time. And I just think that's okay. Yeah. But when he is that guy, this team's practically unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, just that in that second half, they looked like there wasn't a team in the country that could hang with them. Right. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah. The, I think it was they were up by five. I think KU was, and then McCormick got the. Uh, he he, let's see. Did he 
miss a shot and get the rebound and then put it back again and one and did the you know the he he didn't miss <laughs> it wasn't his miss it was Jalen Wilson oh it was Jalen he went okay. in and instead of going at the hoop he did one of those runners that I hate that him and yeah. Brown tend to do hate mm. those hate them I can't say enough how much I hate those runners because they hardly ever go in they're not mm. really great shots we've proven they're not great shots. Right. Uh, but David McCormick went up and got the rebound, which I, upon initial viewing, thought there's no way he's getting that rebound. Right. He did because he was like a spider monkey. Like he was all charged up. Right. Like he was just like, I don't know, name, name, any name, anything in creation that has a lot of energy. My <laughs> kids um, after they've had a lot of sugar. He was that he was mm. my dog when I got you know, something, a treat, you know, he was, he was me at Taco Bell. Mm. He was all the things he had all yeah. the energy. And that was just an amazing rebound. And like, I yeah. just didn't think there was any way he was getting to it. So for him to get to that and um, then put it back in under intense. Yeah. Defense. Yeah. There were like he, two guys, three guys around him. So. I just didn't think that was going to, I just thought that I had no chance going in. And then when it did the energy that poured out from just all of the team and the bench, that yeah. was the, that was the moment. That was the moment you knew like they're not losing this game. You're right. Right. Yeah. And it was because of David the crowd McCormick. too. The crowd too was really lit up the crowd too. Yeah. I, I, but he was the spark plug. Right. Uh, David McCormick was awesome. Yeah. It, in that game. And really he was one of the few people in the first half who was, he, he was consistently awesome in that game. He was good in the first half too. Yeah. Uh, he did only have four rebounds, which I found surprising, but is what it is. Yeah. We did. We out rebounded them by quite a bit. So there was just a lot of rebounds go around and yeah. Jalen Wilson had 11 of them. Jalen Wilson is tough. Like, yeah. There are so many things he does offensively that are bad decisions. And I want to be like, take him out. <laughs> but you can't like he he produces. He, he's a lot like Dewan Harris mm -hmm. in, in that way where he, he offensively, he may do some things that frustrate you, but he's doing so many other things on the floor. You can't really take him out. And so with Dewan, it's his defense and his offensive intelligence, his leadership. And the mm -hmm. way he is with the ball and without the ball on offense um, with Jalen Wilson, a lot of it has to do with his height at his position and his athleticism and the way he uses it without the ball mm -hmm. with the ball. I, I throw things at my TV at him sometimes. Yeah. But without the ball, he does so many things very, very well. You just can't take him off the floor and you take the good with the bad. Right. We need to talk about Ochai. Ochai's back, baby. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Ochai's <laughs> back. When he so um, we went up by five on that David McCormick play, and then it was just a short time later where there was some weird sequence where someone saved the ball and it ended up with Ochai in the corner. Yeah. And he buried a three. And that was, yeah, again, I was already feeling pretty good. And then by that time, it was, oh, yeah, we're not losing this game now yeah. for sure. Yeah it's a lock now <laughs> right because if ojai's if ojai's gonna hit shots yeah and and you've got mccormick playing like that this is over over mm -hmm. and ochai played great i think what's 
I think what was really cool about Ochai is he didn't. So in, in previous games, the Providence game comes to mind. Um, I'm trying to think if there was another game, maybe a little bit against Creighton. He pressed and you mm-hmm. could tell he was pressing because he was struggling. We talked about that at the end of the season, maybe around the big 12 tournament, like that. Hey, he's the guy they're going to live and die with him. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that. But now with Remy coming on, he doesn't have to be if he doesn't, if he's not feeling it, right? Right. So I guess what I'm saying is, is in the Miami game, he took 12 shots total. Most of those were in the second half. He, he wasn't a huge factor in the first half. I think he had, what do you have, maybe six points? Yeah, something like that. Um, but he was only two for two from three. They guarded him on, out of the three-point line pretty well. Mm-hmm. And man, when he can be efficient like that, it just does so much for KU. Um, so to put his numbers in perspective against Providence, he was two for eight, 0 for four from three point range. He took way less shots. And I think yeah. he struggled in between Providence and Creighton. So in, against Creighton, he took 14 shots and only hit five. So mm-hmm. against Creighton, he kind of pressed against Providence. He kind of regressed and he went into a shell mm-hmm. when we badly needed his, someone to score besides Remy. Right. Um, and I think the Miami game was maybe the first time where him and McCormick were the ones that stood out to me in the first half McCormick. Cause he was playing really well. Ochai just cause he played solid. He wasn't mm-hmm. in a shell he wasn't trying to do too much. And I thought, you know what? He's actually playing pretty a pretty good game right now. He's kind of, he's been struggling. So he's letting the game come to him. And then when he hit that three in the second half, well, you could just see something in him kind of change. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, what I'm expecting to see in the final four, I'm excited about seeing uh, a re. A, re- a nourished, a replenished Ochai. Mm. Maybe a guy who figured some things out and now is on the other side of this kind of slump that he was in, which I get, I think it's fair to call it a slump. Mm-hmm. I mean, since the Kentucky game, he was shooting 30% or just a little less, maybe from behind the arc, which is a right. long stretch. That's a long sample size. So I think it's fair to say he was in a slump, but the second half of the Miami game, if if he can ride that wave, that looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, anything else you want to say about those games before we move on to Villanova? Well, I just think it's worth commenting on uh, the free throw shooting was not good against Miami after they shot 13 for 26, 50%. But in the other three games, they were, I think, I think all of them, they were above 70%. Just looking at Providence, I see that they were. Um yeah. I'm assuming they were for Creighton in the, the first game too, but it's 13 for 26 is the kind of game for, from free throws is the kind of game you'd think, Oh, this is a KU loss in the NCAA tournament. Mm. Yeah. But, I think it's a blip. Yeah. I think it's a blip. I don't think that is indicative of how good they are at the line. Usually. Yeah. Um, I also think it's something, it's something that's liable to happen on the second game in three days. Right. Um, which is the kind of the tournament setting. Usually wouldn't see that out of this team on the first game, 
So in like, so for the final four, for instance, but in the, if they were to make the national championship game, you could see stuff like that. I think that just comes from weariness. A lot mm-hmm. of them were left short, which said that their legs were kind of gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was frustrating, but I don't think it's something like a continued worry. Yeah. I, I think, and I think also that, do you think the second half was probably the best KU has played in terms of it might be the best they've played all season but i thought they got out in transition the, the best probably i've ever seen this season do you think you, you think you yes. agree with that yes yeah. so um not only okay so this is where we give more credit to self too mm. not only did they come out of the locker room playing in an all new level of defensive intensity and that's not a surprise that's usually where self goes when he says we're struggling you get it started with your defense that's mm-hmm. a KU staple under Bill Self. And that's where they, they definitely came out defensively all like something different in the second half. Uh, but the other focus that you could tell just by watching them play was this renewed effort to like get out and run. And mm-hmm. I can't remember how many baseball passes there were where somebody threw a pass way down the court on a break, usually over their head. Right. Um, you know, like their throwing motion, the ball taking the ball over their head. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was at least three or four of them. Oh yeah, several in times. that in that run that we had to make it a double digit lead. And yeah, so I think that was clearly uh, something that was talked about at halftime. That that hey, we're going to get out and run, and when you have an opportunity to hit a man down the floor, take it. Yeah. Go ahead and risk it because that's a risky pass. It's yeah. risky. And I think we did overthrow one. If I remember right, we might've turned one over like that. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But you, they clearly saw something in Miami and, and part of it is, is they're Miami. Like, yeah. Something I texted you during the game is um, t- was sort of having to do with McGusty too. And sort of uh, kind of backing off the whole being reactionary thing. Like it's easy to look at us down by six and half time and go, Oh, well, I guess we're going to lose Bill Self's Mm -hmm. a terrible coach again. You know, there's always that, but you got to back away from being reactionary because here coaches are always thinking about the long game. And the reason they do that is because that's how generally basketball will play out. Yes. Upsets can happen, but in the long run, Miami is going to eventually be Miami and Kansas Mm -hmm. is eventually going to be Kansas. And that's what happened in the second half. If you'd watch the second half first, if that was the first half, like if you just alternate the halves, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have thought anything of it. (laughs) You'd have been like, well, Kansas let up in the second half. But because it was reversed, it was like, oh, man, they really turned it on. Like, no, they just resumed being the team they should be. And Miami resumed being the team they should they are. Mm -hmm. Which is not to say that Miami's terrible. It's just that they're not as good as Kansas in their record over the course of the season shows that right yeah but good win good game the second half was fun to watch but um, <laughs> yeah it was yeah it was <laughs> uh, now they now they get a villanova team that's without one of their best players yeah i just don't um, uh, looking at this game and i've tried to look at it from a lot of different ways because i wanted to have something mm-hmm. to talk about on mm-hmm. the podcast i wanted i wanted to look at this in a way where like okay how can villanova win this game they're a lot like providence 
Mm-hmm. They don't do anything flashy. They're not especially great three point shooters. They're not especially. No, they, they shoot a they shoot a lot of them though. They do, but they're not. The percentage isn't like, you know, it's not killer. It's they're not yeah, the Jackrabbits yeah. of South Dakota State, right? Right. They're not shooting forty percent as a team. No. Um. They don't rebound all that great, which makes them a little bit lesser than Providence, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like they're not great. They're not going to dominate you on the boards. It they win by just playing smart. Mm-hmm. They don't usually turn the ball over a lot, but they just lost one of their main ball handlers as right. well. So <laughs> and they they play really really slow too. I think yeah. they I think their number I think they're the tempo they're like the one of the slowest teams. Um, and I can see that being an issue for KU. Um, and they also. They also are like I think they're historically the best free throw shooting team um, in the I think of all time right now they're shooting eighty three percent from the, from the line which yeah they um, didn't they didn't miss a free throw against Houston they were 15, oh, really? 15. yeah but here's the thing um, so Jermaine Samuels has been the guy that's kind of carried them here in the tournament mm-hmm. he's their forward. He averaged 10 points over the course of the year, but he had 16 against Houston. They're going to have to rely on him even more now that uh, Justin Moore's hurt. Justin Moore is their second leading scorer. Their first leading scorer, scorer is Colin Gillespie, their other guard. But he struggled in the tournament, kind of like Oshai. You know, he just kind of struggled mm-hmm. shooting the three. Uh, Gillespie was one for six from the field and 0 for four from three-point range against Houston. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the problem without without more. I mean, we've talked all year about how how affected these changes can be. We talk about it in the sense of everybody wants to make changes to the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. And we've said, like, you don't understand how much that affects all the players on the floor. And I think you can see that with Remy with that. Remy comes in and he's great in the tournament. Mm -hmm. He's in the Big 12 tournament and beyond. He's been awesome. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at the big picture, you also got to understand and admit that he interrupts the flow of the offense. Right. They're not quite sure how to fit him into the offense yet. And you could see that in the uh, second half of the Providence game. So when mm-hmm. Remy stopped hitting, we, we had also stopped going to the post. Like, because Remy, the introduction of Remy into the offense, it just, it interrupts the flow. It changes things. It takes time to kind of fit him back in and have the offense flow like it does. Mm-hmm. So if we transpose that idea onto Villanova without uh, more, even putting someone in off the bench, which by the way, they only played seven guys against Houston. That's, this is not a deep team. Mm-hmm. I, they're in trouble. I, they're just in big trouble. I expect them to struggle scoring the ball. Gillespie is usually a good three point shooters, but he struggled. He's going to have to break out of his, shooting slump against an, an, a level a defender because mm-hmm. whoever's going to be on him at any given time is going to be Dewan. It's going to be Ochai. I mean, it's going to be Brown. They're all great defenders, right? Like he's going to have serious problems and say they're, they're just Villanova in order to beat KU. You need, you need scores on the floor. You need multiple scores. I think Miami proves that. Right. Which is why I kept telling you, it's like, McGusty can't win this on his own. He's eventually going to shoot him right out of it. And it's going to be the same thing with Villanova. Who's going to score? Because mm-hmm. uh, this is a team that already doesn't score a lot of points. 
and more it was your second leading scorer so and they only scored 50 against houston so are you telling me that they can hold ku under 50 because i don't believe it yeah i just don't see a road for villanova to win this game unless they just pull it out at the end of a gritty low scoring game but mm-hmm. ku's got to have to help them out to get there they'll have to be right. missing shots I just don't believe Villanova is going to be able to keep pace with KU. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think the only, I think, like you said, I think the only way, I don't think the only way Villanova wins is if they, they make it a grimy kind of game and slow it down and don't let KU run. Um, they, they certainly so, yeah. can't hit 23% from three point range. Shooting right. 21 of them. They shot 21 threes against Houston, made five. They do that against KU and they're going to get run out of the gym. Right. That's, they've got to shoot good from three point range in order to have a chance. Because, like I said, they're not a dominant rebounding team, which makes me feel like KU, KU is a good rebounding team, especially mm-hmm. on their defensive end. And so, if Villanova's not hitting shots, they're just going to be in a world of hurt, a world of hurt. Right. Yeah, but they've they've uh, they've scarred me before. So yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like I told you, this is not vintage Villanova. Right, right, right. This is not the team that killed us from three point range. I mean, I know that's the narrative of like, oh, <laughs> we get to play Villanova in the Final Four again. Wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, or the Elite Eight or wherever we played them in the past. But this is not. This is a different team. They're they're very much going to be similar to a Texas Tech in a lot of ways, except without the rebounding. Like they just don't have, they're not a great rebounding team. I I just see this Villanova team as a very, they're just very well coached. I have a lot of respect for Jay Wright. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, maybe they overachieved this year, which is, is a testament to them as players and him as a coach. Right. But usually when you're an overachiever, the end of the road hits you against a team that's just more talented than you. Mm -hmm. And also, by the way, well coached. Right. I just don't see it. I don't see a road to victory for Villanova. And I'm not saying they have no chance, but I'm I'm saying if they played this game 10 times, I would expect KU to win eight or nine. And that's a pretty good percentage, especially for a final four game. Yeah. So I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, what about the other game? The other game that uh, um, it's not not a big deal at all or anything. Just Duke and North Carolina and Coach K's uh, final season. Um, <clears throat> I pride myself, Evan, on being fair and balanced. <laughs> and so, I think what I can say is is if Duke wins that game, I am going to throw something. Carolina has to win that game for the love of God. (laughs) Do not make us play coach K in the national championship game with all that on the line on his last game. Like, uh, I just can't handle that. Cause if we lost that game, (laughs) there are not many, listen, there are not many scenarios where we could lose in the final four, where I'd be super broken up about it. Yeah. yeah. You're in the final four. It's great. Right. 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 Even for a program like KU, anytime you make the final four, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You had a great run. If we lose to coach K, (laughs) I will be on the fire bill self bandwagon. 
I said Oh, it. no, you won't. <laughs> because <laughs> I will be that angry and disappointed. Coach K at all costs must not win yeah, the championship in his final year. I will I will just vomit for the rest uh, of my life. I can't I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. Imagine how much pressure, like has any team ever had more pressure to win than the Duke players? No, this it season? makes me it makes me think that they won't. Yeah. Like I think Carolina's got a great shot, especially mm-hmm. since the last game they played. Carolina blew them out and yeah. their own gym in Duke's own gym. Uh, but yeah. man, I just know <laughs> it's always so like, I feel like the, the, where we get bad luck is when the narrative is for us. Mm. We never win the game where it would be like, man, it would be a great narrative for us to win this game. It seems like, <laughs> but it seems like right. Duke and Shashevsky in particular, when the narrative's <laughs> good, they just, he just wins. Yeah. Yeah. He just wins. And it makes me want to <laughs> puke in my shoes. I, I just I, I don't think I will be able to take uh, it if we play if we beat Villanova and 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 Duke beats North Carolina, that forty eight hours will just be the longest forty eight hours ever. Hmm. I I yeah. would rather just see North Carolina win because if we like here's the you know from speaking from just a basketball standpoint, we could lose to either Carolina or Duke. They're teams that are built to give us problems mm-hmm. because they're actually very talented. I know that maybe their record would indicate they didn't, you know, they weren't one seeds. Carolina right. was Definitely farther wasn't. away from that than Duke, but that's not because they don't have the talent to do that. It was because they're in, they were in transition. Right. And Carolina hit is show is showing you what they can be right now. Because mm-hmm. they're hitting their peak at the right time. Like that's a good basketball team. Right. And Hubert Davis is a good coach. It just took them a while. And that happens sometimes. Uh, but Duke and Duke, obviously, you know, they have a top five recruiting class every year. So, you know, there's talent there. And Krzyzewski's right. a good coach. Mm-hmm. I'll, I don't like saying it. <laughs> I just, the dude, I mean, the dude has, the dude gets results. So I really just don't like Duke. Yeah. I just don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, that's, yeah. They got North Carolina. Don't let me down. Yeah. I won't even be disappointed if we lose to Carolina in the national championship game if they beat Duke. Yeah, anybody but Duke at this I'll point. I'll just be right? like, thank you for putting us out of this national nightmare <laughs> status. Uh, because I don't think I'll be able to handle it if Chichesky wins a national championship in his last year. <laughs> oh, just a nightmare scenario. I'm yeah. putting this on Gonzaga, by the way. This is your fault. Yeah. This well, is your fault. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. All I had to do was beat Arkansas. <laughs> oh, honestly, you could almost blame Texas Tech a little bit too. They had they had Duke until well, the last and, two well, minutes of that yeah, game. Yeah, they did. They choked it away a little bit, but also <laughs> the refs were terrible. Well, yeah, they're all. It's funny though. that in the Texas Tech loss and the TCU loss, I had I had issues with the officiating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's not revisit that. <laughs> We've already talked about that. What do you think, Evan? Do you think what what are the chances KU puts another banner in? Uh it's I think they get by Villanova. And then I think anything can happen in the championship game because um if if it's Duke, if it's Duke, like I said, you have all kinds of pressure to win that game. And I think that could harm them. And then if you're if you're North Carolina, I think I trust Bill Self more than 
Hubert Hubert Davis, right? That's their coach now. Mm-hmm. Um, in that spot. But yeah. like you said, both teams um have the have the makeup of a team that beats Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Hubert's um, been there as a player, but yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like with him as a coach, this is the uh, even a young promising coach. This is the sort of scenario where he makes it to the game, but he's not there yet. And he doesn't, they, they don't win it. Like that's usually what I feel like happens. Yeah. In this scenario, but we'll see. Yeah. Clearly, clearly KU's the best team left. Yeah. I think overall, I don't know. Duke's playing so well though. Um, I I think, I think if they beat North Carolina, I think, I think either this is going to sound dumb, but either two things are going to happen with that Duke and North Carolina game. Like either Duke is going to, like just, just stomp North Carolina. Um, I can see that happening. And then I can also see it um, being a close last possession type game. I don't think there's any middle ground there <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, so- Carolina, Carolina is a more complete team in my opinion. Mm. I think Duke is led more by a couple guys. Yeah. Um, obviously they have talent top to bottom, but. Just just the way right. they, I feel like they play. I think Carolina is the more complete team, so they worry me a little bit more than Duke. Hmm. Just on the surface. I'm more worried about the scenario than anything else and all of the hype that comes right. with Duke and Krzyzewski. But as a team, I'm more concerned with North Carolina mm-hmm. and how they match up with KU than I am with Duke. Right. Just, just from a basketball standpoint. But there's a lot of context there. Unfortunately. Right. So what's um, your pick? If you, you your pick, Duke, North Carolina. I think North Carolina wins the game. You think North Carolina? I'm going to pick Duke. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm not mad Duke. at that pick. Like yeah. I said, there's a lot of extra added layers to this with the yeah. hype and just the pressure that's going to be all yeah. around that. I bet those Duke players were like seething at an opportunity to play North Carolina again. Well, they should. <laughs> so they got embarrassed. Yeah. They got embarrassed. And I just think that's, I'm going to say Carolina and say, I think they're the better team top to bottom, Mm. but how how crazy, (laughs) how crazy is it that this is the first time they're meeting in, in the NCAA tournament and it's in final four and it's coach K's last season. Like what are the odds of that? Wait, they've never played in the tournament before. No, they've never, they've never played in the tournament. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. How did that, how did that happen? Huh? I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I'm I'm like 99% sure that's accurate. Hmm. Um, yeah, and like I said, the, the final four, Coach K's last season. Like, here's come here's on, a couple, come on. Here's Tell me couple, it's not scripted, uh, Dave. Yeah, right. Here's a couple <laughs> Twitter takes oh, yeah. um, that I thought were interesting. Matt Tate tweeted this uh, yesterday. Coach Bill Self said he hasn't considered starting Remy. Loves him as energy off the bench. And notes that Dewan Harris has been the point guard on a team that's won 32 games. So he doesn't want to change anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Literally what we've been saying all season. Yeah. yeah. Exactly what we've been saying. You don't shake up anything <laughs> that's working that well. Yeah. You just don't do it. Yeah. In spite of what KU Twitter thinks. Right. Um, as far as during the game. I, I saw I saw one that was something like, oh, KU needs to stop going to their bigs. This is in the first half. They were like, oh, KU needs to stop playing to their to their bigs and let the playmakers make the plays. And I thought that was just dumb. Um, because against Miami, because uh, that game was a, a McCormick and Lightfoot game all the way. So 
Yeah, I, I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> At this point, when you can you not see how much better the offense is? Like the 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 second half of the Providence game is what happens when you don't play through the post in KU's offense. I mean, it was right. it was it was once Remy stopped hitting his ridiculous shots, mm-hmm. which I don't say that in an insulting way. I say it because he's an amazing basketball player when he's on. Right. But he's also not in game shape yet. What I mean by that is obviously he's in shape where he could run circles around me, mm-hmm. but there's something that is basketball shape where when you don't play for a couple months, it's there's no amount of time spent on a bike or whatever he could do that's going to make up for game work and being in game shape. And so when he went bonkers in the first half against Providence and then he couldn't hit in the second half, that was a clue. The clue is here. There's two things you take away from that. One, he's healthy. He's healthy. The first half proved that he can do what he's expected to do on a basketball court. Number two, he's probably not in game shape yet because he fell off in the second Mm -hmm. half. And I think, I I think you saw a little bit of that in the game against Miami as well. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't shooting quite as good Mm -hmm. because it was the second game in three days. He's not there yet. It takes a long time to get back into game shape. And and maybe, maybe he's going to be, as he goes along, he's going to get better and better. So I'm expecting Remy to be about as good as we could hope in the final four. But bringing him off the bench is just the smart thing to do right now. Right. You don't shake him up. Right. Right. Um, Just real quick, going back, do you have anything else on the the takes? No, other than like, you know, I mean, I hope we see see how silly all the KJ and these guys need more time oh, yeah. and stuff. Th- these yeah. are not the guys that were, are going to carry you to a national championship this year. Right, right, right. I, I just hope people see how silly that is now. Yeah. He did have a really good, KJ did have a really good defensive possession there at the end of the first half of the Miami game. Yeah. And people yeah, were that arguing that he should start the second half because he had <laughs> one good defensive possession. Right. Like, are you insane? I just, I, I don't care how bad McCormick's playing. If you're going to win a national championship, it's going to be through him. It's going to be mm-hmm. through Ochai. It's going to be right. through Dewan. That's just period. You don't make random changes at this point in the season. You just don't do it. Right. So, um, so just real quickly going back to the games. If if you you have you have North Carolina and Kansas, right? So who do, who do you want to win that game? I mean, I, who I know who you want to win. Who do you who do you who do you? I think who, it's kind of obvious. Who are you there. picking? Who are you going to pick? Oh, I would pick Kansas. I think you if it Kansas. plays out like chalk, that Kansas is the best team left. Mm-hmm. If Kansas plays their game, like it, it, we're back, Carolina is the only team left that really really concerns me because of their strengths and how deep they are. Mm-hmm. Um. And what I mean by that is, is I think they're the one of the, I think that team in particular has the talent to beat us. Even if we play well, mm-hmm. I just don't see that with the other two. I think Duke has a couple great offensive players, mm-hmm. but I still feel like KU has to not play well for Duke to have a, a, a you know, it's the margin of the margin of error is really close, obviously. 
I just mm-hmm. think KU has to beat themselves for really any of those three teams to take control of a game. Like even if KU plays not well, it, th- those games are going to be close because KU right. rarely gets run out of a gym. And if they will, it's going to be because like the Kentucky game where there's just a ton of talent on the other side, certainly Duke and Carolina could be those teams. I just don't think, I don't think Duke was on the level of what Kentucky was at most of the season. I know that they disappointed at the end, mm-hmm. but I mean, they don't have anyone like Shibway. Right. I mean, th- that was Kentucky was built to give us problems. That, yeah. that is a specifically their strengths are the kind that give us issues. And I just don't see that in Duke. I, I think Carolina's scarier. Yeah. Um, but I'd pick KU because I think if they play their game, if they play well and execute well, that they're going to win. They're going to win this. We're mm-hmm. going to, we're going to be sitting here on Tuesday morning with smiles on our faces. Evan. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, it's weird. It's weird because I can't remember the last time, aside from the COVID shortened year, where I felt like this, where I was like, it's it's not about who they play anymore. They just need to execute and play, do what they should do, and they'll they'll win. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. And by the yeah. way, if they don't, it's not because Bill sells a terrible coach. Yeah. Or he's yeah. lost it <laughs> or anything like that. When I say they should win, I'm still saying like if KU played North Carolina 10 times, I'm saying KU should win the majority of times. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Carolina couldn't win, pick up three or four wins in those 10 games. Like they have a shot. Duke has a shot. Mm-hmm. It just kind of yeah. what I'm saying is, is it it depends more on what KU does than stopping them from doing it, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting just because like I don't think this I don't think this team is like one of Bill Self's best. I just think they've they I just think they found oh I don't know how to say it. they they found a good way to play I think I think um, and they've also had some pretty fortunate luck. In, in their draw and what how they've played um too but uh it's 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 cool to see you know if the 2020 tournament hadn't gotten canceled they, they would be playing for they'd probably be playing for you know the second championship in three years so it's a weird team you saying that's not one of his best teams i'll i'll say this if they had played defense most of the year, like they played in the second half mm, of that Miami yeah, game, yeah, yeah. you'd be sitting here talking about how this is one of Bill Self's best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, this is on them. It's on them, the players on how quickly they can believe in something. And the focus, like as I mean, the game, the game of basketball is just in a place where it's so offensive focused anyways. Like everybody's focused on shooting threes and, you know, doing playing the offensive side of the ball. Ah, oh, wow. And, and yeah, when you talk offense, this team's not, and it's weird to say because they've been one of the top offensive yeah, teams yeah, in the yeah. country all year, but you, you look back in the past five, six years and you see other teams that I think were better offensively than this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this team has a defensive level. They haven't found yet that they could, I mean, that second half against Miami is not an accident. This team has the capability to be locked down. They're that good. Right. It's just taken them a while to realize and get there, which I'm sure Bill Self would would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost every interview he does is like, well, we could have played defense better. Yeah. 
So, uh-huh. and, and I really believe that. I think this team, if, if, if you put their potential on a page and say, if they realize this potential, this could have been one of his best defensive teams. Mm-hmm. Now it hasn't played out that way all the time, but I think you're seeing what they're capable of here in the tournament. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Yeah. Well, okay. We went, well, we went through that whole time without making a Chris Rock, Will Smith joke. So it's done. It's played out. <laughs> it's, it's yesterday's uh, news. Yesterday's news. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. Well, some people care. Lots of memes. Yes. All right. Hey, here, here's the message as we take our leave of you uh, for this pod. Uh, KU fans, relax, have fun, enjoy the games this weekend and on Monday, and and be grateful that Bill Self is the basketball coach of, at your, for your team mm-hmm. uh, because this is special times. Special times. No matter what happens, these special times. Mm. Yes. All right. All right. We'll, we'll see you guys after Monday when we've won it all. <laughs> All righty. See you, Dave. Next time.